welcome to episode 127 of Wing Sauce. And you know what? There's there's really only one team in Detroit that that we're actually excited for because I'll tell you what. Dude, watching, holy shit. Watching Hard Knocks got me so I was drinking the Kool-Aid Still and you know what? It. They played no actually I I'll, I'll tell you what Dustin, they played well the first the, the first 3 weeks. Today I, I mean Dude, if, if you score nest- 45 points in a game yeah. and you lose your defense needs a no, complete- no, 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 not the defense, not the defense. That fucking kicker, dude, get his ass out of here. Two oh, extra points. That, that's here. that. That's the last time. But you still, you still scored forty five points. They lost in that by game. three. They lost by three. Dustin, it's not all the kicker. You, you let up. It was over five hundred yards. The defense yeah, was non existent. I'm not saying I'm not saying that, I'm not saying it's just the kicker, but the fact that he missed two fucking two it fucking didn't help. points shanked a fucking shanked a fucking kick. Who kicks it out of bounds? That hasn't happened. And in a, in a, in a inside too, let alone inside, you kicked it out of bounds. Unexcusable, dude. That guy needs oh. to be fired. Out well, he's 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 got to be. I'm sure done. he will be. He's yeah. got to be done. Oh, and uh, Dan you Campbell. Can't let, sorry, go ahead, Connor. You can't let Geno Smith, one of the worst quarterbacks in the entire league, on a team that Seattle is not a very good team. Who, like people think uh, about Seattle, it's like, oh yeah, they were good ten years ago. They're not good right now. That's a bad team. Um, yeah, and well, I don't know if two, you guys have listened. Metcalf up? just well, first off, they're they're one and two going into it, but Metcalf just Metcalf and well, Geno Smith just destroyed them. Just, uh, well, there's, and, there's and the zero secondary. Yeah, yeah. None. The, defense. Like, you know, as a whole, it's brutal. so. It's so bad that they have two of their uh, top picks over the last three years. And uh, Penny Sewell, I think, was last year's number one pick for the Lions. Yep. But then Okuda and then uh, Hutchinson. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson, I didn't like see him at all. And like, I don't, I'm not a, a D line, O line kind of guy. That's not position, the positions I played. So I don't know. I'm sure they're, they're double teaming him and they're doing all the things to make it very difficult. But you talk about some of the best guys in the league, they're on the defensive end which is like one of the most important positions in football, maybe behind like the quarterback. Honestly, it's that important. And those other guys that you know about are getting double teamed every single time. And if they're not getting to the quarterback, the rest of their line steps up. So they need to figure that out. They look absolutely horrible. If they give them like any quarterback enough time, especially a guy that can move his feet like Geno Smith, he can just run around in the pocket. Our corners are so bad. Okuda. Oh yeah. What I mean, actually he's probably the best corner right now. And that's horrible now that Walker's out. Um, the injuries killed us. I that oh God, I don't even want to talk about the Lions. It's oh, so man. bad. Dude, but this yeah. was the most same old Lions loss. I'll leave it at yes, that. Yes, yes. Yep. I'd agree 100 percent Out of there. all out of all yep. the losses this year, this one felt like the most like you're gonna Lions-esque. go pick six, you're gonna miss two extra points, you're gonna come back and you're gonna lose by three. It was such a I call consensual- that pick six. It's just enough to give everyone a little bit of glimmer of hope for the last two minutes of the game and then yeah. rip the rug right from under you. Well, yeah, I think so large pardon, fashion. pardon my take. 100%. I don't know if you guys have listened to that uh, podcast at all. Um, top sports podcast. Super yeah, funny yeah. from, from Barstool. Uh, PFT, he had the best quote of a Lions fan or like talking about the Lions, this Lions team this year. It's that they're good enough to lose by three to every team in the entire league. So they're good enough and bad enough to lose by three. They can lose by three to one of the worst teams in the league, and they can play well enough to lose by three to like a middle of the pack and good teams. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that just sums up. They play up almost up to all of their competition and then they'll have a horrible mistake. Yeah. That's, that's pretty accurate. Um, What do you got, Tyler? I I was just going to say that just to, just to bury uh, the Lions talk, 
I have to completely disagree with Dan Campbell, uh, basically pinning that entire loss on the pick six. Like, come on, man. He could have oh, thrown like say that. Oh yeah, he 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 said he said I'm you know what we, we we can make we can make mistakes in this game, but if you make a mistake that costs you seven points, that that's really what what kills you. And I'm, I'm still- paraphrasing. He he basically said something along those lines, but still, like, come on, dude, forty five points, and you're telling me that that it's Jared Goff's one interception that he threw in that game, or or the one that cost us the most. I'll yeah. say that right. So don't blame. One guy. He played well overall. Other than that, that was I will say he that had was four a, touchdown passes. Yeah, and his and his completion completion percentage was high. His I think his QBR had, must have been very high. They had 500 yards of offense. Ag's um, got some work to do. Yeah, defense, Hawkinson man. looks looks legit. He that was a bad throw. I will give him that. That was a a you can't have a crossing route not leading the receiver. That was a bad. I agree. Bad throw, but you know that's going to happen. That's a normal. That's a pretty normal pick six out of all the pick sixes that happen. That's like 70% of them. I feel like, um, anyway, and just perfect timing, we, you know? Oh yeah. You know, of course, but I will say <laughs> that there's another team that's been playing a different sport in the state of Michigan and they've been playing up for Traverse city, mm-hmm. um, and on the road and preseason games. Yep. Over the past, since we've talked last, yep. and that's been, Dustin's been to one, seen him live. And I think that was a pretty good lineup that you got to see Dustin. Oh, hell yeah. Um, good lineup, so, shitty but, game. Yep. Yeah. Well, you're going to get that right now. Um, but at least you're seeing some live hockey, like NHL. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, though, like, if, uh, I don't know. It Who like, stood like, out. Charat, Cider. Solderbaum was tall. He didn't really stand out though. He's kind of honestly. He, he stood out physically, but didn't yeah, actually stand yeah, out. Yeah, from, like, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. Like he had that. He had that assist. Like he's 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 exciting at times. Um, yeah. That's again, probably his worst game he's played. Yeah. So that's not a, that that's there's hard, not, not that there's that, not a. a well, that's the hard part size. because I was speaking to somebody else, and um, I'm not going to mention names, but they mentioned um, what what they were seeing was you know really not up to par to what everyone expected. I'd say I'm um, not saying for, he's sorry that, for Soderblom or for, for the whole team for Soderblom. Okay. Really? Oh, I was um, hearing the opposite of that's interesting. Yes. But, but that being said, you know, it, that was early on in training camp. So uh, oh. I feel like he's, he, he's progressed a little bit in preseason. Um, I, I, I like him. I don't know. I don't know if he's like Raymond ready. Um, Speaking of but, Raymond, did you see that game last night, three man? Points. He's on a tear. He he looked great. Like he for, he also for some of the times for 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 some for, for some of the times that he was getting muscled off the puck last year. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, he looked strong yesterday. Yeah, because they're finally. I mean, these guys we have to remember are so young that they're literally like still in puberty. Like they cannot even get yeah. to their max. Not not even fully grown being. yet. Yeah, like they can't, like they can work out all they want, but they physically can't get there. So guys yeah. like Raymond and Cider, I mean, they're they're going to be, but mid twenty by the time they're in their their best, per, you know, peak performance of their life. Yeah, Sherrod Cider look good. Uh, that's going to be a good combo. It's nice to have somebody in the back end. That's their D's not... going to look better. Their D's going to look better this year. Oh yeah, yeah. much Ronick. Honestly, I can't I, like I cannot wait to see them move on from Ronick. I, I I don't I don't see him fitting in on this team. I don't see what. Not, I don't see the upside. I, I don't. I, I don't see the benefit in it though, Connor. Like personally, I don't I know, see well, yeah. like I, I don't see trade why. chip, maybe. For what? 
He's negative I'm, I'm, five thousand. Like I'm, I'm, I'm telling you that that some like a Stanley Cup contender would love to have an offensive defenseman if just they have to add to shut- depth. Yeah, I guess so. If they if they already have yeah, like you said, good shutdown defense, and they add a depth guy just for uh you know puck movement and offensive ability. That's yeah, that's because, really it. I mean, that's the thing though. Like it, with where we're going, you know, we're getting bigger and we're getting younger um, with mm-hmm. the defense. It's just like one of those things. It's like I, I don't know. I don't see Rona being a part of the whole the whole system moving forward. But I mean, you're right. He's, they see. He's they see Damn. they see something else that I you're I don't see entirely. I really truly try to watch hockey games with a like a GM and coach's mindset and like a player like okay, maybe they're not getting because I was never a guy that was gonna get 80 points a season. I was gonna get points. So I'm looking like at the guys that yeah, I'd get way over 80. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's I'm looking at the guys that get, that like bring other players up that can win like the 50-50 battles be in yeah. the right position, get the puck out when it needs to get out, be good in the neutral zone. Uh, and I'm, I just don't see those things exactly. With I'll him, say, I don't think time, he checks any of those boxes. So. No, but, no. Then I talk, <laughs> but at the end of the season, they, people are asking about Hironic and they talk him up like, Hey, he's going to be a huge piece of our, of our I, team. Moving maybe forward. they're just trying to do I'm that like, because they're I'm literally not. trying to just move him on. They're like, dude, he is the best ever. They're trying to shine, you know, make shit on a pig look good. They're just like, dude, seriously, tell, yeah. let me tell you about Ronick. He's, he's amazing. You should definitely take him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. But either oh. way, I think they're they're overall they're they're deep. Chirot and uh, Cider. It's going to be like a, that's going to be a really really good pair. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I mean, he looks good. He looks better every time I see him. I I didn't know too much about him. I knew his name. I've watched him when we played against him and uh, and all that stuff and heard really good things with the. It wasn't free agency. It was a trade, or maybe it was free agency. I don't remember now. But um, really happy um, that we picked him up. Chirot. I think I think we did yeah. scoop him yeah. up in free agency. I don't think it was um, a yeah. trade. Yeah, I don't think so either. I'm trying to think who else who else stood out. Oh, Solderblom's brother plays for Chicago, which I didn't know. He's a goalie. Yeah, the goalie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is interesting. I didn't know that. Um, Giovanni Edmondson. Smith, I, Edmondson, Edmondson. Like that's weird because I really didn't see much of him. I heard mm-hmm. like I I didn't watch the the red and white game in TC, but I I saw a, a lot of negative reports that he was a turnover machine in that game. Okay, that's now, what it was. That's that's one game. So we're, mm-hmm. we're not going to inca- we're not going to corner an entire player and 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 label him based off of that. We, we all know his capabilities. I hope that he's able to pick it up. Um, I haven't. I, I have to be honest with you guys. I've I've watched some highlights um, of just the team in general. Mm-hmm. I haven't been paying a lot of attention to the games as a whole, so I yeah. I can't speak to everything. But did you guys watch the red and white game at all, or do you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I uh, could you attest to that connor did, did you see yeah a lot i saw of turnovers? i saw some it's so hard though uh first of all you're not watching it in the same way that you would watch an nhl game right um just like even the angle of the camera and like how they're streaming it on youtube and everything like that um so that was different so it was kind of hard to pick yet but i did notice that because i would my eyes were watching a couple guys obviously he was one of them um but it wasn't like a like he was standing out in a negative way. I think he, he made some plays though. I think he was trying to, I mean, he's uh, young. He's never played pro before. Like, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't making the easy play. Like he was making plays that for instance, we could, we'll talk about this guy later, but Lidstrom, he would never make some of the plays that, uh, that Evanson was was making because (laughs) yeah, some guy, um, just, you know, and and, yeah, but I think (laughs) that's, that's going to come with confidence. Right. And I think he's trying to build that and try to play like he, that could be what the coaches say to him. 
hey, go play your game. If that's your game, go play like that. We know what you can do. Um, don't be afraid to make mistakes. And like, who knows? Uh, maybe some of those are good, but no idea what happens within the locker room. I didn't hear too much about Casper though. You know, overall so far this whole uh, off season. I think he's he's going to have another year. Uh, is he going to have another year in the SHL? Do we think? And then what? and then possibly GR or. What do we? I don't think. I think he. I mean, with I think. The or is he going to be in GR this year? Up, I mean, I think the hope is that he wouldn't be three years out from joining. So I think it depends on what he's going to be doing this year. I just meant more like I haven't heard anything. I mean, he's obviously been taking part in a lot of this stuff, um, but it wasn't he over. He's been overseas too. Was he chosen um, so sixth? Was, was he chosen sixth yeah, overall? Because we we got or what, what did we? We got him at eighth, I think. Eighth overall. Did we get eighth? I don't remember. I think seven, we got an eighth, seven, eighth, eighth overall. Eighth overall. Yeah. Eighth. So Cider was three years out. I think obviously COVID had a lot to do with that because that's a defenseman. Though. GR. I, I know that. Um, and he did have a lot of growing to do. I don't know yeah. how ready Casper how how ready he is. So yeah, yeah that's true, Connor. I, I haven't really heard much about him either. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like a good or bad where he's going. It just hasn't. There's been so much talk on Edmondson, Soderblom, uh, some of the free agents. Not uh, much obviously talk on. Cider but and Raymond, I think that's why but, though, because those prospects are more on the cusp of being able to like to 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 break into the to the league. Whereas the expectation sure. is there. Yeah, yeah. yeah Casper, yeah, I don't think was, I don't think Casper's an expectation to see the NHL. Um, I, I, I think they 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 planned on having him play yeah. another year. This would be nice to have him in some of those conversations. We talk about prospects. Maybe not potentially making the team because I don't think he's there. I think we can all agree he's not there right now. Not that I've seen enough of him, but I'm trusting the guys there that are writing the articles. But um, yeah. it'd be nice to just hear how like speed is progressing. How is you know how are how are his eyes? Is he making good plays? Is the so is Kosa playing in Grand Rapids? But, you think? I haven't really heard too much about Kosa either, as far as like yeah, I think, I, I've after, seen some after training camp. I've seen some articles about him. Uh, most likely, there's no reason to go back to the dub. Uh, and there's really no other place for him to go. They want him to stay here playing like an American style of hockey, which I think you don't want him playing like in Toledo or anything. And then you know? you're not going to have him go to play Toledo unless like, like in like a rehab or something like that. And you just need him to get some games. Yeah. Kind of like conditioning the MLB. Mm-hmm. Um, but I see him just being in Grand Rapids and hopefully playing well. That's the yeah. closest to the NHL style. And for goalies, that's so important for forwards mm-hmm. and D like you want the speed, you want the stick uh, hand-eye coordination and everything. Yeah. So a couple of players that, you know, um, I'd like to see up before we talk about some other segments. Uh, I, I really want to see Giovanni Smith break the roster. Um, I do too. I, I, I really think he's a good top, top nine forward. I'm you always think he's top nine him, forward? I, I, bottom, I, I, I think bottom, he's, I think bottom, he's bottom. I think whatever, he's, whatever, bottom, what you, the bottom, like the bottom. I think he's a fourth line dude. player. Same. That, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Um, but he just he, he just adds some grit to the team that I feel like you know with Bertuzzi kind of stepping up as point production and being more of a an offensive person you gotta have you gotta have a little bit more grit. Not saying Bertuzzi's taken away from mm-hmm. that, but you really don't want Bertuzzi in the penalty box. Um, no, I think we got some grit in free agency too um, with some of the guys coming in. But I know which I'd have to look. I remember reading some stuff before. It's like oh that'll that'll add some uh, some veteran players that are coming in that just is they're not a. David like Perron's feisty. Type. He's not That's a fighter, but he's thinking. feisty. He's a he's a guy that definitely provides grit. Uh, oh, kind yeah, of like Bertuzzi. Yeah, Perron. Who what line was that? It was Perron. I think it was Perron, Edvinson, and Larkin. Soderblom, you mean? 
or Solderboom, yeah, excuse me. Yeah, Solderboom, Larkin, and uh, Perron. Just two big Swedes. They're the same person. It was a big, it was a big, yeah, it was a, bi- it was a big line. Um, yeah, oh, for sure. Or maybe it was Raymond. I don't fucking remember, dude. They, they're jumbling lines around, which is mm-hmm. that's why I like preseason. It's kind of cool what you should be looks. doing. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. Get, like they start out with like a you know a set line and then they kind of jumble it as the time goes, kind of look at different looks and yeah, and you, what looks good. You don't, you don't sit players in preseason, you, you mix up lines, you play everyone. Everyone yeah. gets ice time. You, you even if somebody screws up, you put them out there again just to. Except the veterans, they probably get the least amount of ice time. To be honest, yeah, because they're coming from the golf course and they're not ready to skate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nursing a hangover from the night. Yeah, before. but no, for for Smith though, I mean, I'm fine with. But he's going to be a fourth line guy that'll maybe get like eight minutes of playing time a game if he's like That's a regular fine. fourth line mm-hmm. guy. That's um, fine. Which is fine. Yeah, I. I mean, he's just not. His impact is a, is a different. Impact yes. than a lot of the other players, and yeah, and and Dustin, like like that type of player. I, I'm I'm I mean that's how I was born and raised. I love Darren McCarty was was my bread and butter. Um, having a guy like that down the stretch, especially when we when we become more competitive, uh, and and have to go further in in playoffs and everything, you need guys like that, and it's it's going to take more than just Giovanni Smith. There's well, gonna be more people that that'll have to be added to the list. Maybe one or two more guys that can do that. And and I I actually like you said, Connor. The only time that I've seen Ben Sherratt is when we played against him. I think he's got some grit to his game too. Yeah, so I think on the so back too. end, need, he could be that for us. Yeah, and you need those guys that are uh, like the gritty guys that could be a top nine. You need to like you need the guys that are playing twelve to twenty minutes to also mm-hmm. provide that grit. Because like I'm not gonna lie. When we get to the point in the playoffs, maybe Smith can get there at some point. But I remember watching playoff hockey with the Red Wings, and you'd have your your fourth line out there. And luckily, when we were going to the playoffs, a lot of our fourth line is the best fourth line in the league. Grind um, line. <laughs> right. Yeah. But like, still, if they get matched up against another line, you're holding your breath a little bit. And when they get off the ice, you're like, okay, they did their job. You can breathe. And yeah. I don't want to get in that position with, with our fourth line because if you get our fourth line right now against – like let's say there's an icing and they can't get off the ice and Crosby's line comes out there or God yeah. forbid McDavid's line comes out there. That's an automatic goal or at least a really good opportunity. Yeah. Um, yep. See, so it, just that's the difference with some of the top end teams fourth line. If, if you have some of, some of the guys that have that grit, but also have that, have skill. the, uh, have the skill uh, along Wilson. with it too. I would say Tom yes. Wilson for sure. I think even arguably Rebo. Pat, Revo, Patty Maroon. Um, I think all these guys, when you put them out, they, you know, you, you don't really hold your breath when, when they're out there, you know, they're, they're at least going to get the job done, chip it out and then get a change. They they know know their their job. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I do like about Smith though. He can go out there in a playoff game and throw his body around get the crowd up, get off the ice and like get the intensity going for the the team, I love like, the way those... he plays. I root for him every time he's Me out. Me too. Man. I love. I yeah. love when he. When I see him in in the red and white. I'm like, let's go. Yeah, yeah. he goes 100, percent and that's the part I love about him. It's yep. just some of the other guys that it's tough playing on the fourth line, man. Like you it are, is. you're playing a like a just a grind and blue collar, lunch pail type of hockey. Go to work every day. Yeah, it's you're, it, you're it's, sitting it's ten minutes between every shift, and it's horrible on your legs. I mean, you really have to. <laughs> it's a different style of hockey. Yeah. So speaking of. You know, wait, playing. wait, lat, this kind of super quick. And then, yeah, did you guys see the that Zegers got hurt? No, no. Oh, well, if what you're happened? transitioning to West Coast hockey, I got something after that. 
No, no, no. I don't want to transition like completely out. We can talk about that if we want to. Oh. But this is this is going back to like not having a guy protect your players. Uh, Zegers, so Anaheim basically they don't have anybody. And in a preseason game, there's a guy that got called up, like a guy that's trying to make the team. I forget who they were playing. Smoked him center. Clean hit. He clean hit, hurt. right? Oh yeah, it was a clean hit. Yeah, clean. Yeah, and, I saw that. I saw that. He got slayed out. Yeah, and like I, I was listening to a clip of Spitting Chicklets because they were talking about it of like. Well, this is what happens when you don't have a guy on your team that people are afraid of. Like that doesn't happen to if Revo's on the ice. They got rid of their guy. Uh, didn't they Anaheim him. had uh, who did they have? They had a couple guys. Yeah, they had him. They had a couple guys, and they traded them, and they just didn't pick them up. Perry and yeah, and now they have yeah. all these young guys that are 170 pounds skill guys. That I mean, you cocky. can just cocky, and you can smoke them. But he's one of like the young fate, and not that I want him over Raymond if you're doing like a comparison, right? But he's like the face of the NHL right now. They're at least trying to make him be. Yeah. Uh, and he's just out. So anyway, I don't know what Anaheim's doing. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure that, yeah, that's the difference. You need to have a, a gritty guy that can stand up for some players because it's needed in hockey still. So Yeah. You, you got to answer, answer the bell to, for, for some certain things. But yeah. when, when guys like Cronwall would go out and lay a clean hit, and people would always expect him to fight after that. It's like, why should he have to answer if, if a guy had his head down? Well, it's and not- and he, Cronwell wasn't a guy trying to make the league and hitting a. I won't call Zegers a superstar by any means, but people know yeah. him, and he's in the NHL. Yeah. If, so, I there's a he can do if that guy did it in the middle of the season, then it's all. I mean, hey, that's fair game, and it still is preseason. But man, you really got to know what you're doing if you're going to try to lay out one of the. A, somebody that people know in a preseason so wait, game and so then he so ends up getting injured. Are you saying that like what he did was like, like an no, unspoken was, rule or what? Uh, it, it, it is a little bit of an unspoken rule that you're not really doing that. But at the same time, you're trying to make a team and make a living. Like you can't not do something. What's I'm saying? Like what, what, what's that kid supposed to do? Like not lay him out. Like he's trying to like, he's not in the league. So no, what should have, what should have happened? What should have happened is he probably should have done the same thing. And then he should have got his shit kicked. Right be, after, yeah, and then it should have been moved on. Yeah. Yeah. So much like um, so just like hey, you uh, can't uh, do uh, yeah, you can't do that. We don't know who you are. You're gonna be you're gonna be downplaying in the in the coast after this. Yeah. Uh, see you later. <laughs> exactly. So Dustin, I'm 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 gonna hand this over to you because I know that you are a big uh Vegas Knights fan and you wanted to to bring this oh, up. Uh yeah, I did. Uh, a, a previous a previous guest of ours. Yeah, previous guest. Him. Um so nothing yet, but uh Paul Cotter. He's a Canton native, um, has just been tearing it up this preseason for Vegas. Um, My captain. Making 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 a lot of articles um, as far as, you know, uh, waves in Vegas, as far as making the team this upcoming year. A lot of people are saying, you know, put him on a line with uh, Stone, Eichel, um, possible Black Horse Calder candidate, if so. Uh, but he's just chuck, looking, chuck your money down, baby. He, he's just looking unreal and honesty. He's, he's busting his ass. He played in the made Michigan hockey league every summer. Um, he, he's, he's got the just, knack. Yeah. He's got yeah. the knack for scoring. Yeah. And is. the best part about it is that he was a fourth round draft pick, right? Mm-hmm. That's just high enough where they're going to give you every opportunity because they're putting money and they're putting resources against you and you're high enough where they, they signed it. He's what signed for multiple years now. Yep, too, he just, right? it, it just got re-signed. Years? Yep, he just got yeah. re-signed for four more years. So four more years, a pretty high draft pick, 
and a skill guy that's doing well in the preseason. Like he's got everything going for him right now because the team and that's Vegas. such a thing that teams want is to draft well. And if you can do that, then like and you can have that and your little black box at the back, mm-hmm. you know, end of the year, and you like that's a guy that we drafted and he's signed through I, whatever. And, and Bruce Cassie seems to like him. And and on top of it, um Vegas this year, not it's kind of like a double edged sword. Vegas this year is not gonna be the best team. Um Leonard's out for the pretty much the whole entire season. He might show up maybe at the end of the season, but uh, Vegas is a dumpster fire. Uh, call it as, yeah. call, call it what time. it is. Yeah. So I, I don't I mean they had a they, great they had a great start. They did. Um, I, but I, they, they need to go through a little bit of a, a rebuild here. A little rough patch. Um, yeah. But but you know I don't see why they wouldn't give some of those young boys an opportunity. Um, I'm I'm hoping to see see Cotter on the uh, on the roster come start of the regular season and then. And then when our Red Wings are on the bubble of making the playoffs, I see us making a trade oh. to bring Paul back home, baby. Corona oh, for Paul. Straight let's up. Let's go. Oh, let's go. But one thing I forgot to mention, um, this is the first Could year that steal. Paul is no longer waiver exempt. So anytime, so if they say they keep him up, um, every team has the opportunity to, to pick him up with the waiver wire um, before he gets sent down. So that's a, that's a, a thing Vegas has got to nice. think about. So yeah. Eiserman, you know, just saying. Home see him on the waiver wire. Let's go ahead and yeah. scoop him up. He's a he's a, a he's a lethal scorer. So oh yeah, that's a nice All little right. thing that he threw into his contract. Yeah, right. I like it. He's, uh, we we got it. We got to talk to his agent. Right. Yeah. Knows we what he's Paul, doing. So we were trying to get Paul back on, but he he's he, too big uh, for us. Well, no, he's not too big for us, but he always wants to record at like ten o'clock on a Monday, and unfortunately, us three have jobs and don't get to play hockey for a living kids so 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 we're kind of bound by you know a little bit of restraint but maybe soon we'll get paul back on right exactly (laughs) we don't get to just play hockey and golf right unfortunately um we want to we want to go into a new segment here yes yes they tyler brought up a new segment yes Uh, so i i thought that this would be a lot of fun and and this this is not uh handcuffed to just red wings players this is our first time trying this out it's it's uh, basically just a, a, a fun debate where us three will pick a player or sometimes it'll be two versus one, whatever. Um, so Born today's, t- today, <laughs> today's de- uh, debate is who was the most impactful at their position. There's uh, so Dustin is team Nick Lidstrom. Connor yep. is team Steve Iserman. And I have Mr. Hockey himself, Gordon Howe. So, <laughs> so I, I, I will open it up by just saying, I think all three of these guys are absolute Titans. And I think that, and, and, and we, we talked about this before we even recorded guys. I think that you can make a case really for all three, but, um, I, I wanted to, to open it up to, to give. So I will start off with my opening statement as to why I think that Gordy Howe was the most impactful at his position. And then we can go to either Dustin or Connor, whichever you guys want. Okay. So um, I believe that, I, I mean, guys, I don't really have much to say other than it's Mr. Hockey. I'll okay? say Mr. Hockey. Mr. Hockey. You don't you have much heard to say because yeah, he, all you've been able to do is read articles on him. It, oh, my God. You don't even need to read articles on him. Like people who don't know hockey know two no, names, Gretzky and Gordie Howe. Yep. And he was an ambidextrous player. Phenomenal. You don't get that nowadays. Um, he paved the way <laughs> for guys like Iserman, Connor. Just saying, your guy. 
I'm Looked saying you have to read. No, uh, didn't, didn't anyway, quit. no, 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 Okay, um, so that's why I think that he is the most impactful. No disrespect to the perfect human or the captain, um, and I will pass it to either Dustin or Connor. I don't know, Dustin, if you want it, but the only thing I was going to say is that, uh, you know, you're talking about Eiserman and everything. That I was talking about how people had to uh, basically read articles on, on Gordy because he played so long ago that nobody could actually see him. <laughs> Right. Um, True. So, I never watched him. I never watched I mean, yeah. him. And that, I that's, so it's that's, all hearsay, honestly. Yeah. We're talking about opening statements and legal talk. I mean, that's all. Everything you just said is hearsay. Did he play hockey? Who knows? Um, oh, my God. Just, <laughs> that weak-ass sauce argument. Who knows? <laughs> oh, my God. But I will say yeah. that before before people wore paper bags on their head for the lions, this is totally off the cuff, by the way. Um, they wore paper bags on their heads for the Red Wings. In the 80s. The Dead Wings. Before Mr. Eiserman. Um, what else is there to really say? I will say that the question leaves a lot of open-endedness to it, right? What The most impactful at their position. And I like that it was uh, very open-ended because he was the captain, right? But I think they all were. Um, but I mm-hmm. think there's only one captain that is truly the captain. When you think of the Red Wings captain, you think of Stevie. Never had an apple on him. He, he had just the C, and that was it. Yep. He changed his game. He, you know, obviously he changed his game. He came in getting a bunch of points right off the bat, changed his game with, uh, with Bowman. They talked, they figured out what the best is for uh, moving forward for the team. He single-handedly changed the team and the organization shift to where it is today. Like without him, the, yep. there's no, there's no multiple cups. There's no like amazing late nineties, early two thousands dynasty that, that people talk about. Um, but what I think is kind of open-ended as well, and what I'm taking is that his current position, he's still a person. His current position is the general manager. I knew you were going to spin it and into you, this. Because you I, have to. You have I, to. I, I honestly, I, I, can't, I, I can't fault you. <laughs> I, I, I love it. Okay, go ahead. So, so he was playing for, what, 20 years? He came in as 18, uh, got drafted. He came in at, at 18. He played uh, for the Red Wings for 20-ish years, whatever that final number Turns out to be. Oh, it would have been poetic he, if it was 19 seasons. Let me look it up. Go ahead. Was it 19? It was I don't know. There. It'd be good if it was, but go on. Um, but he's back right now as a middle-aged man, single-handedly turning around the organization again, doing the same exact thing again. He came in to a shitstorm. What is it? 22 years. 22. So, and he's, so he already had 22 years in as a player changed the organization, changed the direction of the team and to multiple cups. Now he's doing the same exact thing again. He's drafting well. He's got the team exactly where all the fans want them to be, like growing with a young core that is in line to make multiple cup championships again. And that like this, you know, that's without going through any of the other stuff that he did with Tampa, any of the development, any of like the, just like anything. So I think he is clearly, when you talk about impactful person, to a team that he, uh, he's easily number one to like any team with any player. I can't think of a single person that impacts a team 
more than he does with the Red Wings. Okay, most, okay. I, I would say, honestly, most, and I'll add this to you, Connor, in our lifetime, there hasn't been one, one person who's wore the winged wheel has been more influential. Yeah, okay. and can you think of somebody else for any team in any sport that's been more influential for a team? Tom for, Brady. Tom Brady for a short-ish period of time. I mean, he hasn't. Uh, he Tom could Brady, go out and Tom be, Brady, the Patriots, dude. True. I'm sorry. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that like if you think of like the 2000s, it's Tom Brady and the Patriots. But what, it is what the Patriots did so different from what the Red Wings did for throughout throughout Steve Eisman's tenure there? You know, I was just comparing it, saying like. You said, can you name another person? I was just saying Tom Brady. Yeah, so I think that's up for debate, but I don't think that he, unless he goes back and is like the GM or the owner. Yeah, fair, fair. You know, something. Dustin, Dustin's got to get his opening ways. statement. All right, yeah, so ahead. hold on. All right, so just on Connor, I, I, I picked uh, Lidstrom, the perfect human. Um, and the reason why he's the perfect human, why he's the most impactful to position. Uh, a, he was a defenseman. B, he had, if I'm not mistaken, Seven Norris trophies. That is the After best. After the age of 31, by the way. Yep. And and, and so real quick, <clears throat> real, little, little story on, uh, on Lidstrom. He was only going to play, I think, a couple of years. Um, he ended up playing 20 years for the Red Wings. Um, overall. That's the, least, all, that's the least amount of all three? Just yes. wanted to make sure I have. Yeah, yep, okay. yep, yep. Least amount of all three. Um, however, in his position, I think he ended up being what one of the quitter. highest. Highest plus minuses out of any any defenseman in in, in his career. Um, secondly, um, just like typical Eiserman handing off the captaincy to Lidstrom, the mm-hmm. torch here, baby. Here, here comes Eiserman wanting Lidstrom back as the VP of Hockey Operations just to yep. get his know how. Just get because little, he knows, oh, and he's the best Robin to a Batman that you could possibly get. So I will give you that, Dustin. <laughs> and the, the first European-born captain in the NHL to ever lift the cup. Yep. He's the best little brother that you could possibly get. So, oh my God. Good. Good job. All right. Well, <laughs> anything, I, 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 I walked anything, myself into a corner. Okay. <laughs> anything that just gives him more credit and, and kudos to Eisman for picking him up not only once, but twice. <laughs> As his little brother. <laughs> come on. Come on. Let me, let me help you. <laughs> oh, man. See, I, I think so, so. Yeah. Connor, when, when, when you were saying that he is literally the captain Eisman we're talking about, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, 100%. But you can't deny that that uh, Lidstrom. It, 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 there were there were basically two captains on that team, and that's why it was so easy. It was it was undeniable that Lidstrom was going to be handed the C after Eisenman was gone. There were two 100%. captains on that. There were multiple captains on that team. Eisenman is the captain, the longest serving captain, and I will have to always give him respect for that. I don't um, think that Lidstrom turns th- out to be. I don't think he turns out to be what he is without Eisenman. Because he's talked about how he learned uh, how to be a captain from Stevie. Yeah, you know, I, you know, I, I, not I, talking, I think there's, hard, a, there's a little of bit of that. Um, so what you can do is you can take something, learn from it, and, and make it better, right? Mm-hmm. So what I think that uh, one thing that Steve Eiserman lacks in uh, when it comes to Stanley Cups, um, Gordy and Lidstrom both have four as a player. Eiserman only has three. As a what? As a player. Mm, okay. So, hey, Connor, I'll give you this. If, if Eisenman <laughs> comes back and wins the Stanley Cup as a GM for the Red Wings, then yes, he will be the most impactful. But until then, Lidstrom. All right, great episode, boys. <laughs> <laughs>
I was like, I was like, man, I, I know, I know Connor's going to got to get to hockey, but boy, uh, no. So, so I, I think let's do, let's do like yep. one very quick closing remark and then Dustin can, re- can reveal um, everything. Connor, do you want to kick off the, the closing remarks? Yeah. I mean, the closing remark is very similar to the opening statement. Um, you get one captain, the other, you know, the perfect human he learned from the captain, which I just mentioned before. Um, when you talk about Gordy, super impactful to the game of hockey. Um, I, when you talk about positions, like he's got, he's, he's Mr. Hockey, all great, three great nicknames, by the way. But when I think when you're talking about impactful to your position, Stevie is changing the way that GMs are, are being a general manager. A lot of these players are now wanting to come back and be in the front office. You look at Lidstrom, what he's doing there and a bunch of other teams are doing the same thing that was paved the way by, by Stevie. So he's paved the way for a bunch of these different guys to do what they're doing right now. I, it's a no brainer. He turned around the organization to what it is today. I mean, it's, it's not even a, not even a debate. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, I'm saying perfect ahead, human, Justin. best defenseman. That's it. End of story. Uh, most impactful. I, I I have to say that Gordy Howe, I mean, he is Mr. Hockey. Like I I've said it, I said it in the opening. Have set. you ever I'll seen Gordy Howe in. though? It could be like a have myth. Have I ever it seen could, him? It could be like it's one of those a... myth things. Like uh like the Loch Ness monster. Guys, okay, with all the hyperbole, he was actually he, he was the most influential player, not just at his position, but to the game of hockey, paved the way for everybody that we see today. Gretzky. There wouldn't have been any Gretzky without Howe. Guess who he looked up to? Gordy Howe. Oh, it's true. So um, I, I know I'm going to get smoked in this, Dustin, just because I, I, I know how, how people feel about this. But but go go ahead and, and reveal the uh, the percentages and who, who wins. Uh, the percentages were all right. We'll start with the lowest at 20%. How mm-hmm. 30, bum. 35%. Wait, hold on. Or should I do first place first? That doesn't matter. Actually, with 45% of the votes, none other than the perfect human as number one. Yep, Eiserman at thirty five percent. Oh, see, th- this is kind of how I thought it was going to shake out. It, think, however, hold on, hold on. I think yeah. I think the main point here, to Connor's defense, he honestly could have got away with it if it said most impactful person. It was the position aspect of it. I think that that boosted. Oh, Lindstrom. I don't know. If it was most impactful, most impactful person, I would say Gordy might have more oh. more skin in that game. Okay. Yeah, I could see Gordy more. Yeah. I could maybe, see that. Maybe I think we that could people, do a rematch, Connor, of most impactful think, person to the yeah, Red Wings organization. Yeah, I think uh, people are just very narrow-minded, and when they hear position, they think of like, okay, well, he took a face-off. He's a center. Yeah, Lidstrom yeah. was back there, taken, uh, was a defenseman, and they weren't thinking that a position is not only uh, where you line up for a face-off, but it's what you're doing for the organization, being a captain, turning that turning the team around and being a GM. Those are all positions that you are. So I think yep. it's not even a debate. Those the 45% don't know what to talk about. One, one, one thing that I'll say <laughs> is you people who listen to, to, to wing sauce, the, the nerve on you to, to vote only 20%. You know what? The 20% of you good on you. Good, good on, on you. you. I say, and that I, was I just Tyler don't... with a bunch of different accounts. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Shh, don't now, now it's ruined for future. Oh my God. <laughs> 
for future episodes, it's it's ruined now, Connor. Well, speaking of Connor, he's got to go play some hockey. Anything else, boys? Yep. Connor, nope, McGlynn, real hockey maybe. games in Battle Creek. All right. Well, let's get the puck out of here, and I'll see. Hey, right, real quick. Uh, <laughs> So this will be the last bi-weekly episode. Next time we're recording two weeks, we're going to be back on that weekly train. Um, and we'll probably start doing live live videos so you'll see our ugly faces again. So, yep. When the puck drops. All right. See you next week. See you, boys.